0: what it's a, a new day it's a day that's never happened before the sun has risen today the s-u-n has risen and that means that the loving kindnesses of god are brand new and they're for you i want you to know that the loving kindnesses the mercies of the lord never cease they never cease. There's nothing you can do to stop God from loving you with all of his heart. There's nothing you can do to keep him from pursuing you, from loving you. He desires you to know him personally. And at Highway, we like to de-religify things. We like to bring people into relationship with Christ because religious tradition really is not going to get you anywhere. It'll actually get you nowhere fast. It's a a hamster wheel. We want to get you out of the hamster wheel into a moving forward relationship with Christ. Because if you're in a hamster wheel, you can't get to your destiny. You've got to be free to follow God, free from the philosophies of men, free from the restrictions of religious tradition into the liberty of Jesus Christ. It was for freedom that he set us free. We're so glad to be joining you online Uh, This is Highway Church. This is part of the Highway Home Network. And we're coming to you through the World Wide Web, wherever you may be in this country, the United States of America, around the world. We are a voice of the goodness of God in your life. And it is our privilege to be so and to do so to tell you regularly how much he loves you, what he's accomplished for you through his death, burial, and resurrection. When you learn how good he is and you realize what he's done for you, you will never be the same. You will never allow fear to have access or to, to, to try and uh, cripple you or hinder you anymore because his perfect love casts out all fear. So we welcome you. We want to encourage you. If you've got your hard copy Bible, man, grab a hard copy Bible or you've got your phone, your Bible on your phone. I'm just going to fix this little cable back here. All right, now I can move a little bit. And uh, let's, let's get into the Word of God to get together. He has something for you that will transform you, strengthen you, and bring you into a new reality of His goodness. We're starting a series today called Change Your Mind. Change your mind, okay? Now, how many people have ever changed their mind watching this broadcast? Yeah, you can. We don't even have to ask the question, right? It happens regularly in our lives. We change our minds sometimes several times a day right you and your friends say hey let's go to that ice cream place over there and then all of a sudden you get a text on your phone and a friend says hey have you guys ever tried this ice cream place it's homemade ice cream the waffle cones are amazing and and you're like okay we're going to change our mind we were going to that ice cream place but someone sent us a text gave us some new information we're going to act on that new information and we're going to this ice cream place right so you were going one direction, you got this new information, you received it, you acted upon it, and it changed not only the direction you were going, but it changed your destination. We're talking about change your mind. Now, I, I, if you've been a part of this ministry for any length of time, you know that I often say some things that are shocking. And uh, we we like to shake up the status quo. And sometimes we just get so neutralized by listening to the talking heads of our culture that when we hear the truth, it's shocking. Well, I'm about to say something to you that's shocking, all right? We're talking about changing your mind and I want to talk to you about Jesus. Did you know that Jesus began his ministry by calling for us not to confess our sins, but to change our mind. Can I say that again? Jesus began his ministry by calling for us not to confess our sins, but to change our mind. All right? Now, I grew up in a religious tradition that taught me that God was all about confession of sins. That's what we did. We had to confess our sins regularly. And then after we confessed our sins, we were given a penance for our sins. We had to do some things, I guess, to try and make up for our sins but the problem is, the more you do that, the more conscious you become of sin, and the more you realize this penance isn't working. And you, we were never given an assurance that, that, that our sins were actually forgiven or atoned for. And, that, and the idea that we could be free from sin was unthinkable. All right? I was taught by my religious tradition to be sin conscious. Just being real with you, okay? Now, let me say this to you. Are you ready? Jesus doesn't want you to be sin conscious. I'll say it again Jesus does not want you to be sin conscious, He wants you to be goodness of God conscious. He wants you to be God is for you conscious. He wants you to be for God so loved the world that he gave his son conscious. He wants you to be that I came that you might have life and life abundantly conscious. He wants you to be conscious of who he is and what he's done for you. Now, let's, let's look at what Jesus said in Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 verse 14. This is Jesus. I like the gospel of Mark. We know the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark's gospel is often called the power gospel. There's not, there's not very many preliminaries in Mark's gospel. He just gets right to the ministry of Christ. And I like it in Mark chapter 1. So here's Jesus. He just, he just came out of the desert for 40 days. The devil came against him, and Jesus whipped him at every turn. You remember how he did it, right? Matthew chapter 4 tells us that he beat the devil by speaking the word of God. That's the same way we do it today, right? So he, he whips the devil in the desert, comes out of his 40-day period, and he, he opens his mouth and announces the beginning of his ministry, Verse 14 of Mark chapter 1, he says, Now after that John was put in prison, um, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel. All right, let's dereligify that word while we're here. You got your uh, can of dereligification spray. They may have them on Amazon, I don't know, but you can get them through our website, right? Just kidding. It's a make-believe spray, dereligification spray. I got one right here. I'm gonna spray that word gospel. Pssh. Why do I do that? Because sometimes we hear words so much we don't even know what they mean anymore. The word loses its power and value to us because we just get in this mode of, you know, status quo. He came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Well, what is this word gospel, this word English, word gospel? In the Greek, it's evangelion, and I don't pronounce Greek properly, but it's the word where we get evangelist from. And it literally means, are you ready? Good news, of course. It means a good message that brings with it a reward. It means an announcement of wellness. It's as if a reward is just dropped in your lap. That's what gospel means. A reward dropped in your lap, an announcement that brings wellness. Jesus began his ministry preaching this announcement that brings wellness, this, this good news that brings a reward, as if God drops this blessing in your lap. He came preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. Look at verse 15. This is what he said. The time is fulfilled. Why? Because he did it for us. See, in my religious tradition, I was trying to do things Jesus already did. And that's a heavy load to carry because we couldn't do what Jesus did. He was the only lamb of God that could bear our sins. You can't bear your sins. That weight will crush you. Only Jesus could do that as the lamb of God. All right? He says, the time is fulfilled, I did it for you, and the kingdom of God is at hand. It's so close, you can touch it, it's here. And then look what he he invites us to do, what he calls us. He says, repent and believe the good news, this announcement of wellness. Now, In order to understand what he just said, we've got to get our dereligification spray out again. All right, here we go. For that word, repent. Are you ready? We spray repent. Now, what do I mean by dereligifying? Sometimes, because of the things we've heard in our past, in our religious traditions, or the philosophies of men, When we hear the actual scriptures, when we read the Bible, we read it with religious goggles on, or we hear it with religious headphones on, and we miss out on the life and the power and the freedom that it brings, all right? So this word repent, I'm going to say something else really shocking. Are you ready? R-E-P-E-N-T, repent, is not a biblical word. I thought we just read it in the Bible. You're right, we did, but it's not a biblical word. R-E-P-E-N-T, are you ready for this? All right, that's an English word, but the Bible wasn't written in English. The New Testament was written in Greek, okay? Jesus actually didn't say repent and believe the good news. The Greek word is metanoia. What does it mean? I'm going to read you the definition. It's from two Greek words, meta and noio. Meta means after. Noio means think, to think. It means to think after or to make a decision to think again. This is what Jesus said. It means to literally have a change of mind that leads to a change of action. It means to think differently to think after someone or according to certain knowledge that you've heard it literally means to change your mind that's the name of our series change your mind to change your mind and change your purpose Because of or as the result of news or information, knowledge that you've just heard. In other words, I've just heard something, and because of what I've just heard, I'm now changing my mind and changing my purpose. This is what Jesus called us to do. So understanding the meaning of the word here, we would see that Jesus, he he said to us, think differently. And believe the good news. Think differently. Change your mind. Change your purpose by believing the good news that I'm preaching about God. Now do you understand? Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time is fulfilled. I've done it for you. The kingdom of God is at hand. Change your mind, change your purpose by believing the good news that I'm preaching to you about God the Father. That's how Jesus began his ministry. All right? What was the good news that Jesus preached about the Father? Well, we'll just touch on a little bit. But he said in Matthew 7, 7 through 11, asking it will be given to you. Wow, is that simple? Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be open to you. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, it will be open. That your Father gives good things to those who ask him. Very different than what I heard growing up. We were kind of made afraid to pray, like you never know what God's going to do. You know, be careful what you ask for. Jesus blew that right out of the water. See? So we change our mind by listening to what Jesus said about the Father. And it changes our destination and purpose. What else did he say? He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I'm the bread of life. He said, he who believes in me from his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I'll do whatever you ask in my name. It's good to know what Jesus said, isn't it? Hallelujah. So we change our thinking and we believe the good news that Jesus revealed to us about God the Father. This is how we change our mind, by simply accepting the words and the ministry of Christ, okay? Let's get into this word repent, this English word repent a little bit more, because I really want to tear apart this stronghold because there's so many Christians that are going around sin conscious, feeling condemned because they know they don't measure up, In the I don't measure up, none of us do. But the reason that we focus on that is because we haven't heard the good news that Jesus bore our sins, that on that cross, he became our sin. And when you put your faith in Christ, you were made the righteousness of God in Christ. So instead of walking around feeling like I don't measure up, I should walk around confidently knowing that I am now complete in Christ. I've been washed clean forever from my sins. I'm permanently united with the Father. He's my Father, I'm his child. And I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and the devil's under my feet. See? So this word repent is very interesting. And I'm going to read you things from several sources here. One is BibleStudyTools.com. One is uh, Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology. One is Francois Dutrois of the Mirror Bible. I'm just going to read you a few things here. So check this out. Let's let's dispel this sin consciousness and let's begin living as uh, the redeemed people of the Lord. So a source of the modern day confusion for this word repent is due to the history of the word repent. Okay? We get repent, R-E-P-E-N-T, not from the manuscripts of the, of the Greek scripture, we get R-E-P-E-N-T from the Latin word, repentere, from the Latin translation of the Bible, which is in the late three, like 382, 383, somewhere in there. The Latin translation uses, ponit, and I don't speak Latin either, ponatentium agire, which actually, listen to this, actually signifies pain, grief or distress rather than a change of thought or purpose this is huge this is why so many believers are afraid to talk to God afraid to stand against the enemy and take their place in this earth as God's sons and daughters because they're they're not sure what God is going to do That's because this word repent actually signifies pain, grief, and distress rather than a change of thought and purpose. Listen, we also get our English word penitentiary from this Latin root. You know what a penitentiary is, don't you? It's a prison. You're locked up. You can't go where you want to go. That's what religious tradition does to you. I'm just helping you out here. It's a prison, folks. It locks you up in wrong thinking. Wrong thinking will keep you from fulfilling your destiny. All right? This word repent, okay, uh, derive from the Latin, inherits the fault of the Latin word, making grief The principal idea, instead of the fundamental New Testament concept of a change of mind. So every time you see that English word repent in your Bible, read it changing your mind or thinking differently. Change your mind, right? Change your mind and believe the good news, Jesus said. Think differently and believe the good news. So regarding metanoia, Tertullian wrote in 198 AD, he wrote this, in Greek, metanoia is not a confession of sins, but a change of mind. This is so good. Let's be honest, how many people, when they think of Christianity, the first thing they think of is confession of sin. It has become ingrained in so many people's thinking. But that's not what Jesus came to preach. He came to invite us to change our thinking, to change our mind, and to change our purpose. I love that. All right, Jerome's Latin Vulgate. I think he was commissioned in in 382 to, to write the Latin Vulgate translation to translate the scriptures into Latin. He renders this word metanoia, listen to this, as exercise penitence. Where'd that come from? That was the Roman tradition. They taught penitence that you had to pay for your sins. Hello. Isn't this good? That was a part of their religious tradition. Listen, we all know we've blown it. We all know that we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But what we don't know is we can't pay for it. Why? Because only the Lamb of God could cover the cost of our sin. It took someone who was conceived in the womb of a virgin by the seed of God's word, the Holy Spirit, and who lived a perfect life before God, who was spotless, without blemish, whose blood was pure, only he could atone for our sins. Very important to understand that. So no matter how well-meaning you may be or how ignorant we are, we cannot atone for our sins. We cannot pay for our sins. Jesus was the only one who could do that, and he did it. So it's time to stop uh, trying to do it yourself. And, and change your thinking. And anytime you feel condemned because of a sin that's in your past or even one you're currently dealing with, change your thinking. Say, wait a minute. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This sin is, is I'm free from this. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin no longer has any power over me because I'm a new creation in Christ. So Jerome, he translated this word metanoia, which means change your mind, change your purpose. He translated it as exercise penitence. Why did he do that? That was the religious culture he was in. That's how, that's how they fought. Okay? We've got to pay for our sins. So penitence, et- etymologically, I like etymology, the breaking down of words, It signifies, penitence signifies again pain, grief, distress, rather than a change of thought and purpose. Hey, I hope you're getting all this. This is so good. This will set you free forever. So, consequently, the Romanists represent Jesus and the apostles as urging people to do penance. That was the culture. That's not what Jesus taught. That's not what the apostles taught. That's not what Jesus preached, okay? But that was the culture. They taught people to do penance. But the exhortations of Jesus and the apostles show that change of mind is the dominant idea in the New Testament. All right? Now, I know this shakes a lot of things up. I know this is very different than maybe how we've lived for years or what we've heard. But I'm inviting you, as a pastor of this highway network, I'm inviting you to change your thinking. Now, I understand that might mean letting go of a lot of tradition. But I'm telling you, it is so worth it to have nothing between you and the Father anymore. It's so worth it to know that you know the Father's heart for you, and there's no blockades in between you and Him anymore. It's so worth it to be free and have an unhindered relationship with the one who made you. Hallelujah. It is so worth it. So Jesus said, change your mind. He begins his ministry. He says, the time is fulfilled. I did it for you. Change your mind. Change your purpose and believe the good news that I'm preaching to you. There's a scripture you'll hear a lot from this ministry. And it's a very powerful scripture. It's John chapter 10. Verse 10, and one of the reasons I reference it uh, frequently is because it is a great summary of the nature of God, and it helps us to discern in our lives what's from God and what's not from God. A lot of things in this world that are not from God, right? We're living in a fallen world. Satan's the God of this world. You need to understand what's from God and what's not. Well, Jesus clarified that for us. And he made this statement in John chapter 10, verse 10. Remember, we're changing our mind by believing the good news Jesus preached. Not that a pastor preached, but that Jesus preached. Not that a tradition preached, that Jesus preached. He's our pastor, right? Thank God for pastors who preach what Jesus preaches. Hallelujah. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes they, they preach things that are what men have preached or what tradition has preached. But we're we want to be pastors who preach what Jesus preached, right? John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus preached the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Well, who's he talking about? Of course, Satan, right? That's Satan's strategy and agenda for your life. He wants to steal from you, ultimately kill and destroy you. How how can he do that? Through wrong thinking. By getting you to accept things that are contrary to what Jesus preached. Okay? Okay? That's how he steals from us. Don't let him steal from you anymore. Plug in with highway. You're going to hear the good news. It is our privilege to be a voice of the goodness of God in your life, to tell you what Jesus said so you don't have to be in the dark anymore and you can take that wrong thinking and drag it to the trash where it belongs. He says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. Whoa! Now Jesus is clear, clearly revealing to us his very nature and purpose. I came, this is out of the words of the mouth of Jesus, his very words, my purpose in coming is that they might have life and might have it abundantly. So this is a litmus test for us, right? If it has to do with stealing, killing, and destroying, it's not from my father. It's from my enemy. It's from Satan. It has to do with life and life abundantly. It's from my father. If it's bad, it's from the devil. If it's good, it's from God. It really is that simple. He's a good, good father, and he doesn't know how to give bad things. Because he's good, he can only give what is good. There's no wickedness in him. There's no evil that dwells with him. Let's read some more Jesus. Can we do that? Same verse in the Amplified Translation. Verse 10. Jesus said, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This is Jesus talking. Man, oh man, I never heard anything like this in the tradition I grew up in. I came that you might have and enjoy life. You might have it to the full till it overflows. The message translation, verse 10. I came so they can have real and eternal life more and better life than they ever dreamed of. What? We're changing our thinking right now, aren't we? When you hear the words of Jesus and you accept them, we change. I came so they can have real and eternal life more and better life than they ever dreamed of. The Living Bible says, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. The New Living Translation says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Wow. The Phillips New Testament says, I came to bring them life and far more life than before. The Passion Translation says, But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow highway family everyone who's listening to this message I want to invite you to meditate on this scripture this week John 10:10 10, 10. go online if you've got a bible software go online look at multiple translations of John 10 verse 10 look at mark 1 14 and 15. And look at verse 15 where he says the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Change your thinking. Anytime you see that word repent, Put think differently. Change your mind. Change your purpose and believe the good news that I am preaching to you about God the Father. Hallelujah. It's time to believe the good news. It's time to be free from wrong thinking and wrong ideas about God. And the way to do that is through Jesus. At Highway, we preach Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us, and who we are in him. And we invite you to to join, to connect, to participate, to receive the good news we're preaching. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this new life in Christ Jesus. You came into the earth and you radically changed us. You radically, you, you preach things that just caused us to stop on our tracks. And and Father, we, uh, we're so thankful that you gave Jesus, that you asked him to come. Jen, you can come on up here, sweetie, while I'm praying. We're so thankful that you asked him to come. We're so thankful Jesus who said yes to the Father, and you came to earth as a, a baby. You were conceived in the womb of a virgin, and you grew up a little boy and into a man, And there was nothing different about your appearance, Isaiah says. You came as a man and you demonstrated to us, you preached to us the true nature of our Heavenly Father. Lord, help us to change the way we think. Help us to embrace your message your words, your good news, your announcement of wellness, your reward, and to let go of the ideas of tradition and, and philosophies of men, that we would be truly free and fulfill your destiny for our lives. In Jesus' name. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness. Who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.